Entrepreneur on Fire bonus income report, February 2015. John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Hey, yo, Fire Nation, JLD here for another inspiring, impactful income report. This is February 2015 income at a glance, and I got to drop a bomb right at the top. My friends, it was a huge month. It was a massive month for us, by far our biggest, by over $100,000. And I think my accountant, who's also on the line right now, is probably about to be squirming because this just means a boatload more in taxes, but we generated $433,252 in the month of February, a 28-day month, Fire Nation, our biggest month by a long shot. And we're going to tell you exactly why that happened, exactly how that happened, because there are definitely some specifics as to why we achieved that massive number and why you will not see a repeat of this number in in March, because there's, again, some really good takeaways from a great February, and then what will be a, a good March, but not nearly this powerful. So what we're going to be doing here is talking to the CPA on fire, Josh Bowerly. Kate is going to be taking a huge portion of this interview as well, or I should say this income report chat as well, because I don't don't know if you can tell, if, if you're a listener every day, you might be able to tell, John, your vocal cords are a little strained, and they are, it's true. I've, I've been struggling a little bit with my voice, and this is after a full webinar today, four interviews on other shows, a mastermind session, and three 10-minute strategy sessions. So I've been talking nonstop today on vocal cords that were already strained. So I am just trooping through for you, Fire Nation, because I'm so excited to have Josh, Kate, and a special guest who is to be announced because it's going to be a little bit of a surprise. But I do want to share the total expenses were still pretty high, although they were lower than they were the last couple of months at $77,532. So our total net profit was $355,719 for the month of February for a increase of $182,457 between January and February. So monster month on every stretch of the imagination. And we're going to tell you why. But first and foremost, we are having a Fire Nation feature. That is where we bring on somebody who is amazing. Somebody who is a Fire Nation faithful and has been for so long. And I have to be frank here, nobody fits this bill more than today's surprise guest. And we're going to talk a lot about who this Fire Nation faithful is, and then we're going to actually be turning over the microphone to him because he actually played a big role in my February, personally, and I'm going to tell you why. So I'm not going to hold you under suspense any longer, Fire Nation. Our Fire Nation faithful surprise guest today is Pete Sven. So Pete, just give a big hello. Hey guys. Hey, Fire Nation. (laughs) He's a great guy, as you can tell, and he's a podcaster himself. That's why his audio is so spot on. But listen, Pete is a great guy. He's been a good, good friend of mine for a very long time now. He's the reason why I have some amazing Entrepreneur on Fire artwork on my wall, which we're linking to in this income report. And about a year ago, Pete sent me a picture where he was holding a sign that said mastermind question mark because I had intimated to him that we were looking to go different places to do some awesome mastermind retreats. And 
Pete lives in Bozeman, Montana at the highest elevation points that anybody lives in Bozeman, Montana, somewhere in the 6,100 range. He's going to correct me with the exact number I know, but it's, it's an amazing place up in the mountains and he has an amazing view and just multi-level gorgeous cabin that he has. I can't even call it a cabin. It's more of like a semi-mansion. It's, it's amazing. And so myself, Ricky Rick Mulready, Greg Holla Hickman, and Casey Zeman was our guest um, mastermind attendee with us on this trip that we do once a quarter. And we went out to Bozeman, Montana for five glorious days. And we did a lot of cool things. We went skiing at Big Sky. We hung out at this cabin and masterminded. We went four-wheeling. We went hiking. We did so many cool things. I don't want to step too much on Pete's shoes here, but I just have to say he has an amazing story. He has an amazing website, DIYPete.com, where if anybody's handy at all, you like Bob Villa, you're going to love Pete. And there's something pretty cool with those two words as well that I know Pete's going to get into. So I want to stop talking because again, vocal cord strains, Pete, awesome. So Pete, take it away. Give us first a breakdown about who you are, what you have going on in this world, why you're awesome. And then we're going to move into Montana. Sounds great. Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to get to be involved with Fire Nation today. And I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I have a website called DIY Pete, like you mentioned. And with that website and YouTube channel, I create content and videos that teach people and inspire others how to build all sorts of furniture and just other cool DIY projects out of all sorts of mediums like wood, metal, and concrete. So it's just been a blast. I started out by posting some of my favorite things that I had made on Facebook, and friends and family just said, Pete, we want to see more. We want to see plans on how to do this. And so it just kind of grew from there, and I've just been growing my audience and learning and getting to connect with other entrepreneurs who have really helped me um, get DIYPete.com to where it is today. And um, Fire Nation has been a, been a big part of it, and I've been an active listener, so uh, thank you guys. Well, Pete, we thank you for being a listener and for, again, just being awesome. And Fire Nation, one day I get this box at my door that's the size of the door, literally. I had to turn it sideways to get it in, and it was like 120 pounds or more, and it, the shipping cost on it was ridiculous, and I opened it up, and it was this unbelievably gorgeous and I'm not even going to try to explain like what type of material it is. I'll let Pete do that in a second. But basically, is an Entrepreneur on Fire logo with Maine and San Diego and the skylines and a little shelf where you can put a flame behind the flame of Entrepreneur on Fire to light it all up. We'll have a picture for sure in the income report, but it was epic. And I was just like, man, how can anybody have created something so awesome? And then I got the email from Pete where he had like a little five or seven minute video that was in that fast forward mode. Uh, time delayed, so to speak, where he was actually creating this masterpiece. And it is a masterpiece. And again, we're linking it up in the show notes to that video as well, where he's creating this this massive monster of MP. What, what kind of material was it? That was made of cold rolled steel. And it weighed, I think, right around 90 pounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't find a box. Imagine that to, to fit that Shocking. in. So I had to create one out of some plywood, but uh, I thought it really turned out great, and I had so much fun getting getting to work with it. And then Kate actually commissioned Pete in his awesomeness for my Christmas gift, which is now hanging on my wall to the right, which he then actually traveled to San Diego 
um, part to hang out with me and part for another mastermind of his own. And while he was here, he actually put it up and hung it up on the wall, which was so cool as well. So Pino is exactly where it is at in the Casa de Dumas. And it's just so cool to have basically 90% of the things on my wall having been handmade from Pete. So <laughs> thank you for that, Pete. And so listen, we descended, myself, Greg, Casey Zeman, and Rick, none of us had been to Montana before. I had just driven straight through Montana once. I don't think any of us had ever been actually there uh, besides that. So we descended upon Montana on a Wednesday, stayed through a Sunday. Kind of take us through that, Pete, from your perspective and and what that meant as far as a host of a mastermind like this. Sure. Planning was a, a big part of it. And, you know, I wanted to make sure that everything looked good at the house prior to everybody arriving and to have all the cars lined up. So a big part of that was just making things look good and, uh, you know, planning for a fun week. And so when you guys got here, you know, we kind of had what we were set to do the first couple days. And that was number one to head down to Big Sky. And we jumped in a vehicle, all, all of us and uh, a Suburban. A lot of us out in Montana have those kind of vehicles. <laughs> and uh, we headed up to Big Sky and had a great day. And, you know, we were talking a little bit about connecting and um, being in person and how that makes such a big difference as to just emailing back and forth online. And I met you guys a, a few years ago back at a conference and, and that's when things really started to click. And when you're on the lift to go up to the uh, ski hill, you just are able to freely talk, you know, and, and learn from each other. And that's, I think, where so much of what happened during the entire week um, you know, where I at least learned was just on those chairlifts and in the conversation in the vehicles. Um, but so we did the big ski day and then we had other activities. We had nights where we'd go out and grab some dinner and just hang out on the town, check out Bozeman. It has quite a bit to offer. And then, you know, during the day we'd have our set time to master mastermind and we'd each have our sl time slot um, and I had never done a mastermind, I guess, as like this one, where we all just kind of rotate and we, we go four people in a row for an hour, an hour and a half, and we get so much good input. And I know that I learned a lot about how I'm going to build my audience this year and, and some of the changes I'm going to make to um, better my YouTube channel and how I repurpose some of the content. Um, so I think that we all had a ton of fun out in Bozeman and it was just an all around great week. So much value happened on those chairlift rides, in those cars, at the dinners, just cozying up to the fireplace at night. I mean, there were always conversations happening about business and life and and fun. I mean, we really mix it all in. And let's be honest, we are entrepreneurs. So there was a lot of talk about business all the time, but like we we thrived in it. We loved it. And Pete, we did put you in the hot seat. And we're pretty practiced at the hot seat with myself, Greg and Rick, because we do that every week. In fact, I was in the hot seat this morning, which is one reason why my voice is probably a little strained because I was having to, uh, you know, defend all these ideas that I was having to, to Rick and Greg, who always hold my feet to the fire. And we put you there though. And I got to be honest, you were the host, my friends, but we didn't go easy on you. Can you talk about that for a second? I know I specifically had some really strong ideas and thoughts for how you were running your business. What were some of your takeaways? I'm very happy to get input from everybody. And so I think that 
everything I learn, I can take and improve my business with. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that I think I can improve on and we all can improve on as entrepreneurs. And with what I took from it, I learned so much about video and the importance of building an audience and getting content out there for free, not necessarily trying to monetize as much right off the bat because we all need to continue to build those audiences. And, you know, without putting that in place first, um, it's not probably worth monetizing right right from the get-go. So I learned a lot about that and how to get my content out there to other mediums like Apple's video platform. And then also about repurposing on Facebook, which I hadn't thought about, and about these Facebook groups who, you know, I've always had just the Facebook page, which is great, but I didn't know how how important it is to have a Facebook group where that content is getting pumped out to all of your people in that group all of the time and you don't have to worry about advertising and paying uh, like you would for the Facebook group. So a lot of takeaways there. And I think that these connections that I've built just from masterminding and getting to go out there and connect with other entrepreneurs are going to last a lifetime. And so I'm super excited for that. And I had a great mastermind. Well, I know one thing that I specifically did was really lay out for you the first nine months of Entrepreneur on Fire and how I purposefully didn't look to generate or really turn a profit in any way, shape, and form. It was all about the audience and building that audience. And you, Pete, you were doing some great things and you still are doing some great things with these videos that you're kicking out a month, every month and a half that are so high quality and so beautifully tailored and edited and, and the production is amazing. And I think one of the big takeaways, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but one thing that I was just like, this is such a home run. I really hope Pete starts doing this is when we were breaking it down and saying, Pete, we love, and we know your audience loves those produced perfect videos that you have, but 45 days 30 days, that's a long time to go between videos. We are looking to create consistent, valuable, free content for our audience, Fire Nation. And every month to a month and a half, that's not super consistent. And the reality is people that are looking to watch DIY Pete, his YouTube channel, they love that production, that high quality, but they just want something too. And so taking that 45 days it takes you to actually create that perfect video and then just releasing quick segments of just, hey guys, this is where I'm at now. This is what I'm struggling with. This is an uncut raw. You know, I'm not even going to edit this at all. This is just me working on this. This is what it's going to be. I'm going to have an amazing finished video, just like I'm going to have an amazing finished product, but not now. It's going to come. Here's a video every three to four days that's just keeping you abreast. It's going to build a momentum, have people reach out to you and just say, Pete, when's the next update? When's the next update? I mean, how did that resonate with you? Right. And that's something I definitely should have just mentioned, but the consistency really did resonate with me. Um, you look at all these successful entrepreneurs and, you know, it's not all about having the perfect product right away. It's just getting it up there and having something available for your audience. And that was a big takeaway from the mastermind for sure. Um, so what I actually have done so far in, and this is since talking, but I have four little videos that I've created. Yes. And so, and so, yeah, now, now I'm, I, I had one kind of big project I had to finish up with, and then those are lined up to go out on a weekly basis. So that's <laughs> going to be a big difference, and I'm excited for it. Even if 
there's not maybe a project video one week, I'm going to be doing a vlog and let people know what's going on, showing people my shop. Maybe I'll bring over a guest. And so consistency, 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 that's a big focus. I love it. I mean, that's really what I wanted you to be walking away with, Pete, because I just know there's so many people that want more from you. You just have to get it out there. And that goes for you as well, Fire Nation. And listen, Pete has a very successful YouTube channel. He has a lot of subscribers, a lot of views, but not out of this world. It's not insane. And going back to what he was saying about just doing the work, Pete kept just doing the work. And Pete, why don't you kind of end this segment right here in Montana in general by telling us a little bit about how the Bob Villa thing came to be and what that's about to look like. (laughs) Sure. So I can't go too much into it, but I can tell you that um, what happened was I was in Scotland this summer and I got an email from their team and they said that they would like to put me in a competition on his website. Well, what happened was I ended up winning that competition and that brought up a lot of publicity and it was a just a great deal. And real quick on this point, like how did they first find you to even have you enter the competition? They found me on YouTube, John, Kate, and Josh. And you know, <laughs> that's how everybody has seemed to find me as far as sponsors and people reaching out to promote their projects or products. So I think that YouTube is what I'm going to be focusing on with videos and such. And you know, there's other opportunities that have definitely arisen because of this Bob Vila contest. And so there's some um, big name collaborations that are going to be happening this year. That's what I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so YouTube is going to be Pete's main focus as it should be. And another takeaway that he shared already earlier was the value that he's learned of repurposing too. He already has the videos created. Why not just create a system where it gets slapped up as a video podcast in iTunes and gets uploaded as a native video in Facebook and maybe a 10 second shot of it, just a little clip in Instagram and Vine. Like why not create these systems since he already has the content, especially you know with the hire of a quick VA, it's gonna cost him no more time other than the very initial training, then he's off to the races. So Pete, Take us home on this section, kind of give a farewell to Fire Nation, maybe a little sum up of the power of masterminds and just how awesome Montana is and then where people can find your awesomeness. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, so I would just say that first off, if you're thinking about doing a mastermind, I'd highly recommend forming one. And if possible, do it in person. You know, you can you can go on Google Hangout, which is great, but maybe if you can do once a year and go somewhere that uh, interests you, uh, go travel with those people in your mastermind and have fun doing it. And if Montana is the place you want to come, let me know. Maybe we can uh, yes. line something up. Uh, Montana is a great place. If you're into the outdoors, there are plenty of activities to keep you busy in the winter or summer months. In the summer, it's all about whitewater rafting and fly fishing on the on the rivers for trout. We got plenty of those around here. So um, I think Montana is a great place. That's why I live here. And if you want to learn more about some of the projects that I'm creating and maybe want to dive into some DIY projects yourself, just head over to the website. It's DIYPete.com. And if you'd like to shoot me an email and get in touch, my email is Pete at DIYPete.com. It's that simple, Fire Nation. And if you've ever seen the movie A River Runs Through It, that was videoed, that was recorded not too far from where Pete lives. And so it's just simply amazing. It's actually randomly on Rick Mulready's 
bucket list. So we may be, I don't want to say forced because obviously we want to go back, but he may be piping up that a repeat trip to Montana is definitely in the offing. So Pete, big shout out, big love from Fire Nation. We appreciate everything you do in this entrepreneurial world. Thanks for the value that you're adding today and that you've added in the past. You are a true Fire Nation faithful. And it's an honor to feature you, my friend. I can say that. 100% truthfulness. And Fire Nation, sometimes, you know, you say, man, that guy just sounds nice. And, you know, sometimes they are, but sometimes they're not. Well, Pete's voice speaks and rings the truth. This is the nicest, most genuine guy. I actually, I hope Pete's already dropped off the line because he's probably blushing right now. <laughs> but he's just the nicest, most genuine guy that we've met. He was an incredible host. And if you get the opportunity to ever reach out to him via email, via any interaction at a conference in Bozeman, Montana, you will not regret it. So with that, we're moving on to something that's just as fun as four-wheeling in Montana, skiing down Big Sky, hanging out in the hut tub and the sauna, overlooking mountains and seeing snow come down. And that's taxes. And that's taxes, Fire Nation. And that's our next section because we have our CPA, Josh Bowerly, CPAonfire.com himself. He's in the house. He has a great tax tip for us so that we as entrepreneurs can always be doing the right thing. Thing. So Josh, say what's up, introduce yourself again to Fire Nation who knows you well by now and take us through today's tax step. Yeah, what's up Fire Nation? Glad to be back another month here. And actually before I give Fire Nation a tip, I actually have a financial tip for you personally, John. Oh, good. Let's hear it. I think it's time to ensure those golden vocal cords there. <laughs> That's a great point. I, I, I just saw that Taylor Swift insured her legs for $40 million. So you got to be worth at least that on the vocal cords, right? <laughs> yeah, with this income, right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, but I do have a tip for Fire Nation as well. And this is one that it's, it's a question I get a lot. And honestly, it's a mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs making. And that is what state to register their business in. And we've talked a lot in these income reports about the importance of incorporating, whether it's an LLC for legal protection or maybe an S-Corp for the tax savings. Um, I think we've talked about how Entrepreneur on Fire saved at least $40,000 last year by becoming an S-Corporation. So it's a huge decision. But a big part of that decision is which state to actually incorporate in. There's a lot of bad information on this. I'm sure you've been listening to the radio or maybe surfing the internet and you've heard, come incorporate in Delaware. You don't pay any taxes, right? Or maybe Wyoming, uh, Nevada, all these tax-free states. There's always someone willing to take your money to incorporate you there and tell me about all the benefits. Unfortunately, for most people, that's not a good decision. Uh, There are certain rules about which state you have to incorporate in. Okay, And what gets even more confusing is when you're an online business. So the state you have to incorporate in, it basically comes down to where you have a physical presence. And if you're a traditional brick and mortar business, that's simple. You know, it's where your store is. But for all these online entrepreneurs out there, this is a tough question. So there's four questions I want you to ask yourself to determine where your physical presence is. You want you to ask where you opened a business bank account, where your employees are, where you as the owner or the other owners are residents of. And what state you have any type of office or warehouse in. Now, for most of you, for almost all of you, that's all going to be the same state. It's going to be the state you live in, the state you operate out of, the state you're a resident of, okay? That's the state that you have to incorporate in. 
So don't fall for this Delaware stuff, the Wyoming stuff, the Nevada stuff. It's not going to save you any money. What's going to happen is you're going to register there. You're going to pay that money. And then you're going to have to turn around and register in the correct state and spend even more money. And the, the other thing is, most people don't understand that their business probably doesn't pay any taxes. It flows through to them, the owner, and they pay the taxes in the state that they're a resident of. Okay, so this is a decision. I want you. To, there, there's no strategy involved here. Is basically what it comes down to. It's what state are you a resident of, and what state are, is your business in? Okay, that's that's probably going to be one and the same for all of you. Register in that state. Save yourself the time. I literally saw someone last month pay someone $5,000 to register them in Delaware Oof. when they should have been registered in California. Don't do this, okay? This, it's not a strategic decision. Make the right call from the start. What state are you a resident of? Register in that state. And that's all I got for you on that one. Fire Nation, I would love to not be paying the highest state taxes of any state in the U.S., but I live here. I live in San Diego, and this is you know where I'm paying state taxes for 2015, it's the reality that I live in. So, you know, I, I started off in Maine. You know, I, I paid state taxes there. I made the move. So this is this is where it is, and and this is what we're going to bring you. We're just going to be bringing you the real deal, holy fail type tax stuff. And we have those four bullet points that Josh shared in the income report. So, Josh, thanks for that. Any last uh, farewell before you go back to your taxes? Because it's you know it's March now, dog. You got some work to do. I, I'm usually on till the end, but I requested permission to leave early so I could <laughs> dive right in. Permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> There is one month left of tax season. If you haven't found someone yet, shoot an email to us. Go find someone qualified to do your taxes. Do it right this year. Don't try and do it yourself. Get them done. Josh at CPAonfire.com. Go get them, brother. I'm wishing you a powerful February, March, April tax season. And I know you're making it happen. So Fire Nation, we're going to move over to the female equation of this foursome, and that's Caitlin Erickson, and she's going to talk to us about what went down in February, Entrepreneur on FireWise, and the first thing we're going to talk about is a little thing called the Paradise Push. This is a big reason why we broke $400,000 in revenue for the month of February. So Kate, step in here, take it away, let me rest some vocal cords. What's up, Fire Nation? I know that there's probably a few of you out there that are really stressed out about John's vocal cords right now. It's actually pretty <laughs> funny, John. I think I've told you this before. On some of our webinars, people get so concerned about your vocal cords, and I love them for it. I think it's really super sweet and really cute that people are very concerned about it. I'm concerned about it as well. Actually, before we started this recording, I said, you know, we can always push this recording, um, which we did consider, but like you said, we're powering through. I'll leave it all on the table for you, Fire nation. I leave it all on the table. Exactly. We will rest your vocal cords for at least, you don't have to talk to me tonight. Let's put it that way. I mean, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) so, okay. So John mentioned the paradise push and this is an email campaign that John actually sent out an email newsletter to our fire nation email list last week about the paradise push where he kind of detailed out how he came up with the idea to even do this campaign. So what it was is, uh, and we have that linked up over um, in the post for the income report. So you can check out that email newsletter that he sent out to get really detailed into his aha moment. But it basically came down to John 
saying, you know, it's time to raise the price for Podcasters Paradise. We've continued to add value. We've had some really, really amazing guests on our exclusive webinars recently. Um, We're continuing to step it up with programs like the Accountability Matchmaker, um, like the guest request page where you can get connected with other podcasters to be guests on your show or to find podcasts that you could be a guest on. So we now have a list of over 17,000 people. That list is very segmented. That list only includes people who meet very specific criteria. And so what I wanted to do in this section of the income report, because we've had several people reach out to us and say, okay, wait, wait, wait a second. You're talking about this paradise push. And I want to know what it looked like. I want to know how you guys set it up. I want to know what the emails looked like. Break it down for us. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. There's four steps to the paradise push. So the first step was to establish our list criteria. Now, I just talked about the 17,000 people. People. So our list criteria, like I said, was very segmented. We only sent this push campaign to anyone who has signed up for a podcast workshop, has opted into the free podcast course, or has watched a streaming podcast workshop from us. So we're only sending this to people who have raised their hands and opted in, told us that they're interested in learning more about podcasting. Now, the other side of that list criteria, and this is combined, is those who have not purchased Podcasters Paradise. Of course, we don't want to be marketing the community to the people who are already a part of it. If anybody has left Podcasters Paradise, so they've been a member and then decided that it wasn't right for them, we're not going to try and talk them into coming back. Or they've opted out of podcasting communication. So that's either opting out of our email list in general or telling us, you know, I'm not interested in receiving information about podcasting anymore. So that was step one to establish our list criteria. So step number two was to actually create the content. So while I was kind of setting up this list criteria, John was creating the actual content that we would send out. And that included two emails per day, one in the morning and one at night. And this was over four consecutive days that we did this. And each day, we raised the price a certain percentage. So it was two emails per day, one in the morning, one at night. There was one video per day. So both of those emails on that day included a link to the video. And so with our subject line, we were getting straight to the point. The subject line of the first email that we sent out was Paradise Investment Increase plus bonus. So one of the strategies behind this push was not only that we were going to let people know that we were going to be increasing the investment so the price of the community membership was going up. We also wanted to let people know that if you participate in this, if you're going to get your lifetime membership, we have a special bonus for you. So we have an image of some of the content that was in one of our emails over on the post uh, that accompanies this income report. So you can check that out over there. So each email was slightly different in its messaging. But you know, the overall concept of creating message up top, that was letting people know the price was increasing that you were going to get a bonus if you joined during this push, and then a link to the video. So step three was to set up the email campaign. So I started setting up the campaign sequence in Infusionsoft. And what's great about Infusionsoft and why we love it so much is that it allows us to do so many things with our campaigns. So throughout those four days, I set up the campaign so that anybody who bought a membership to Podcasters Paradise during that campaign, they'd automatically be taken out of it. 
Another one of the things that I set up was if anybody clicked the link that we had in the actual email content saying that they were no longer interested in receiving podcasting information, we want to take them out of the campaign right away as well. So this isn't you know, us emailing people who have not told us that they're interested. This is not us trying to force emails on people who don't actually want them. So we had a very clear opportunity for people to say, you know what, I just don't want to hear from you guys about podcasting anymore. They click the link, they're out of the campaign. And then we continue to send out the two emails per day for the four consecutive days. And the campaign allowed us to set specific times that we wanted those emails to go out. So we could get really specific with when we wanted this email to land in people's box. And then step four was just to hit publish and wait. And that is an insanely nerve wracking process. But um, every time John and I do any type of marketing campaign, we always get together before we start it. And John, I don't know, this might be crazy, (laughs) but didn't we set this campaign up in like, 36 hours or something? No, less than that, because I was walking around the bay on Sunday morning, came back, basically walked into your office, sat down in that little bubble ball and said, babe, I got an idea. And the first email went out Monday morning. Yeah. I mean, talk about speed of implementation. Everybody, the consistent question that we get is, how do you guys get so much done? How do you create all this content? How do you do all this stuff? And it's because John is the one that comes in with these (laughs) insane ideas that are awesome. And I'm able to really put my blinders on and focus on making it happen. And we don't hesitate. There, if I was doing this without John, I would have probably spent a week thinking about, you know, everything that might happen if the, if this campaign gets published. But thankfully, I have John who just says, we are doing this, let's do it. So for me, okay, so anytime we do a marketing campaign like this, we always set goals for ourselves. And you've heard us talk about this multiple times if you listen to the other income reports, the importance of setting smart goals. So with this campaign, it, it was my goal to bring in 40 new podcasters. Paradise members over the four days. I thought that 10 people per day with a 17,000 contact list, open rates, you know, were probably going to be sitting around 20% or so. So I had kind of done the math and I thought maybe 40 new members, 10 per day would be a, a pretty cool accomplishment. John's goal was 50. So we hit publish and we were absolutely blown away by the results. You guys heard John talk about the only reason that we were able to hit our income mark as high as we did this month is because of this paradise push. Over four days, we welcomed 136 new members into the paradise community. So my goal of 40 and John's goal of 50, add those together and then (laughs) almost multiply it by two. I mean, it was insane. And if you translate that into dollars, an invoice total for those four days, $158,162. And with that, I think we can rest our case for the importance of growing and nurturing an email list. This can mean such big things if you're able to continue providing massive value to them on a consistent basis. Absolutely. And there's definitely a couple points that I want to make about this. We had an incredibly successful four-day push. Um, Looking at it even closer, the first day, which was Monday, we did 77 sales. Day two, 23. Day four, 19. Day five, uh, sorry, day three, 19. Day four, 16. So 
day two was 23, day three was 19, day four was 16. So declining every day. Now, I expected the two middle days to be the lowest because they were you know, just the middle and they weren't the strongest bonuses. Day one and day four, the strongest bonus. However, I was shocked that day four was the absolute lowest because we had an awesome bonus, a 10 minute chat with Kate and it was the final day of this push. And that's kind of when you see a lot of the, um, a lot of the sales happen right at the end there. The reality is, is that people who were going to buy really were ready to buy. And I said this in an email that went out. If I could do it all over again, I would definitely have kept this to a two-day push. So lessons learned, you know, definitely always look for lessons to be learned. But for people that are out here saying, oh, I want to do this, you know, paradise push four days, like for your product or service. If I were to go back in time or if I were to advise anybody, I'd say, listen, two days of a strong push is, is definitely strong enough. And, you know, this kind of leads into the next section, which is our email strategy makeover because I, I decided to really get honest about this paradise push when I got a couple emails from people, it was actually about five from people saying, John, this is a little much. Like, you know, I don't, I feel like you're just hammering us with these emails two a day for four days. I mean, really? And, you know, I got it, like message received. And, and I, I'm, I'm not defending this at any point now or going forward, but I did write an email about it just to kind of talk and ask Fire Nation, like, how much is too much revenue? How much is too many emails? Like, just to kind of open the conversation up. And it blew me away that I got over 330 replies to that email, which I answered every single one. I'm like, you know, if if I'm going to write this email and ask this question, I am going to answer every single person. So if you're listening right now and you responded to that email, then you know you got a response back from me because I I emailed every single person back and and thank you for, for being engaged and for responding. And I love some of the responses, which I can say by far, people are like, John, number one, I love this format of this email that you're sending. Like, I love that you're just being real. You're just asking a question that you're just being raw and honest and vulnerable in some ways. Like, keep this coming. So that kind of had a little aha moment for me. You know, number one, that maybe it's time for me to get a little more personal with these emails. Maybe it's time for me to get a little more real and raw and just get more out there as far as emails. Just like I, sh- I was sharing about with Pete. I was like, Pete, just be real and raw with those videos and just get more out. You're not getting enough out. I should have been turning the mirror on myself at the same time and saying, John, one email a week that's just kind of, you know, like, that, that is a big value bomb, but it's just kind of like one of those value bombs that you see out there that anybody could have written, not even specifically Entrepreneur on Fire, Let's just get real. And, and, and I walked into Kate's office, you know, like about a week ago and I said, Kate, I think it's time for me to take over the writing of the emails and, and just get real and just be honest with Fire Nation and let them know what's going on inside of my head, my struggles, my successes, my, you know, my fears, my excitement in different things. She's like, yeah. I really think that'd be great. Let's see how it goes. And since then, I sent about four emails out all of which have gotten incredible responses. Um, you know, most people are just saying, John, like these are the kind of rants that I resonate with. We love your voice. And Kate's going to be chiming in too with emails as well when she has this kind of, you know, Kate moment that she wants to share, whether it be a good, bad, or ugly moment. You know, we're going to both be engaged with our email list. So if you're not already on our email list, get up on that because you're going to be in for quite a ride because it's, 
we're not going Jerry Springer show on you, but I mean, what we're doing is we're taking away, like the, we're taking off the white gloves and we're just going to be showing you real deal Holyfield type stuff. And that's the second time I've used that phrase, which is pretty cool. But the email marketing, the email strategy makeover is is going to happen. It's going to be one to two, maybe even sometimes three emails a week if I feel it's right and the content makes sense that I want to share to you about what's happening in our world and how it can help you in your world. So, Kay, you want to kind of jump in here for a second and kind of talk about this makeover that we made and your thoughts about it? Yeah. I mean, when you came into my office and and said that, you know, I think we need to switch this up. I think I should kind of take over this and, you know, enough of sending emails every single Tuesday at 7.15 a.m. Eastern time. Like, let's send out an email when we have great, solid content to share that, you know, let's fire nation even more into our world. And I think a really important message, something that I learned from this is that we can get really comfortable with our processes and, you know, the systems that we have in place and what our routine is. And sometimes that's not a good thing. And, you know, I love systems processes, having a routine, you know, being in your flow. I I think that's really important, but sometimes it's not a great thing. And I think in this case with the email newsletter, that was proven to us over the last couple of weeks. I mean, John, like you said, getting 330 email responses to one of your emails, that's crazy. To give you guys an idea, anytime we send out an email, you know, we might see 20 email responses. So to send something out and have 330 people respond to it, that's feedback. That lets us know that that really resonated with people and that that moved them. And that's what we're looking to do. So I just encourage people to, if you take anything away from what we're talking about right here in regards to, you know, this email newsletter strategy makeover is that, you know, sometimes it's good to step out of that norm out of that mold and try different things. See what works. See what doesn't work. If you just continue, you know, being really comfortable and and going in your routine with everything that you do, you know, it becomes it, it can become quite stale. So that was a big lesson learned for me. You know, I thought that because we were always sending emails out on Tuesday morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern, that's what Fire Nation expects. That's what we need to keep doing. But John, you've proven uh, quite beautifully that that's not always the case. So don't be afraid to switch it up and try something new. And to really sum this up and to kind of share like how I got personally to this breaking point is that I just got tired of treating our email list, people that raised their hands and said, I want more content from you, Kate and John. I got tired of of treating the email subscribers like they were this fragile piece of China, like, you know, they could just break at any time by kind of just writing this very powerful and valuable, yet like not raw and just to the core email and then just kind of pressing that send button being like, don't hate me, send. And it's like, you know, we like we were sending emails so people didn't unsubscribe. And and I don't want to play that way. Like in sports, if anybody's in sports, you all know what happens when a team goes up big. They start playing defense and they stop doing what was working and then the other team battles back and sometimes even wins. Like, I don't want to play defense when it comes to our email list. I want to play offense and I want to be aggressive and I want to be edgy and I want to be polarizing sometimes and I want to take value that as I see it and deliver it on that platter to you, Fire Nation. So if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, 
you know, go to our, go to our website, eofire.com, sign up at any of the number of places for our email list. If that sounds like something that you don't want to be a part of and you're currently a part of it, click on subscribe on the next email. Like we're going to miss you, but we're going to understand and we're going to start playing our game, the fire game. And whew, I'm going to stop now because Kate, you have some cool things to talk about when it comes to the four essential principles workshop. Just side note, I'm incredibly proud of you. I mean, this was your first standalone webinar on a webinar that you created for a product that you created. Take Fire Nation through this process. Well, thank you very much for that. It was super exciting for me to come out with this. I mean, as a part of the Entrepreneur on Fire team, I'm always so grateful for everything it is that we create together, John. And, you know, coming out with a workshop of my own, creating slides that were my slides and, you know, sharing that with Fire Nation was really special for me. So I, you know, of course, I tell you this, but I really appreciate your support and I appreciate the support of everyone in Fire Nation, um, you know, that helps me move forward with this type of stuff. So um, the Four Essential Principles Workshop is a workshop that I launched earlier in March, and it came out of a pretty cool backstory. So I was very lucky to have a full day mastermind with Jill Stanton. She is half of Screw the 9 to 5. Her and her husband, Josh, run that company together. We've talked about them a few times because we were just on a workcation in Puerto Vallarta with them. So um, a full day mastermind with Jill and Amy Porterfield. And Amy Porterfield is, if you don't know her, amyporterfield.com, online marketing made easy. And she's just, she's an incredibly educated businesswoman, entrepreneur. She's awesome. I felt very grateful to be in a room with these two women for the day. And after that, I could finally see a clear direction for launching the FirePath course. So we've been talking in the last couple income reports about the FirePath course and my journey to creating that course. And the clear direction that I saw for launching it finally after this day with Jill and Amy was a live workshop where I would introduce the four essential principles every business needs. So I, you know, I bring up the mastermind because without Jill and Amy's help, I never would have gotten to this workshop. And, you know, part of the message there is how powerful being a part of mastermind can be so that you can bounce ideas off from people so that you can get feedback from people who aren't in your business. Working on the fire path proved to me not for the first time, but, you know, it definitely proved to me and reiterated that when you're too close to something, it can be really, really difficult to get past these types of roadblocks. I had the fire path course ready to go. I had a campaign started. I had people opting in telling me that they were interested and I was so stuck. I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know how to go from having people opting in and downloading a guide and going into a nurture sequence to just launching this course. So I had spent so much time getting the course ready, beta testing it with our elite mastermind tribe, setting up the opt-in giveaway, creating that nurture sequence. When it came time to actually introduce the launch of the course, I was just really stuck. So the reason that the Four Essential Principles Workshop was such a no-brainer for me is because it was such a value-packed hour that I could give to people. You know, come to this workshop and I'm going to share with you not only what those four essential principles are, why they're so important and how you can get them in your business. 
Now, this is just such a logical flow into the fire path because those four essential principles that I talk about, those are the first four stops on the fire path. So it just made so much sense. Something that I never would have seen. You know, I had had the idea that maybe a workshop was a way to go. But even when I got to the point where I thought a workshop was a way to go, I still didn't know what the content was going to be. What am I going to talk about? And so I held the very first workshop in early March. I can't wait to talk about the results of that and some other lessons learned in next month's report, um, along with the next steps that I have planned in you know the coming weeks for the Fire Path course campaign. Um, but I would love if you guys are ready to take action, if you are looking for a step-by-step guide to building a strong foundation for your business, then you can head over to thefirepath.com. I created a cheat sheet for the four essential principles every business needs. So you can download that at thefirepath.com. I'm also doing another live workshop that's going down Wednesday, March 18th at 2 p.m. And there's a link in the post here that directs you right to that sign up page. And finally, (laughs) because I love sharing behind the scenes, step by step process, if you're interested in everything that went into me creating the fire path, you can check out the fire path project with which is a series that I'm doing on the blog and on the Kate's take podcast, that's walking through every single step I took the behind the scenes of how I went from answering an email to creating an online course. And the reason I started the fire path project is to show you Literally, you do not have to even have an idea to get to where I'm at with the fire path right now. And I break down every step that I took to go from answering an email to create an online course. So you can check that out over on the blog. So if you just go to eofire.com slash blog, I will likely be in the middle of the fire path project. (laughs) Well, Kate, take a couple of deep breaths because I'm not giving you that much time here because I'm going to have you cruise through eofire.com. We just just published our final EO Fire website redesign. We came out a couple months ago with just a new above the fold homepage, but we officially pressed live on the entire site redesign. So go ahead and cruise on through that and let us know what's up. Like you said in your talk right here, and like we covered in last month's report, we had the welcome page redesigned with the help of Zach Swinehart, who's a dear friend and amazing designer and developer. And we told Zach after we had that homepage up, we've got to get this to the rest of the site. This looks so amazing. It's exactly what we're looking for. Now we just need it to be the entire site. So with our number one goal of making this just a much better user experience, we had some major upgrades to try and help us do that. So some of the major upgrades that I want to mention here, and then there's also a link in this post where John did an entire site redesign uh, overview. So John has a video where 33 minutes site critique, site critique. That's what I was looking for. Um, And he walks through everything that we did with the site, why we did it, what it does for our optimization. So if you are thinking about a site redesign or you're just working on optimizing your site right now, 
definitely check out that critique that John did is really, really great critique and tons of insights into, you know, what goes into creating an awesome website. Um, But some of those major upgrades that we did is we created a welcome gate. So first time visitors will see uh, what is referred to as a welcome gate before actually getting to our website. And putting a welcome gate in place means that anyone who's new to your site or anyone who hasn't been to your site for more than like 30 days, I think it is, John. Yeah. We have an image of the page, but they'll basically be directed to a landing page instead of your homepage, which gives them the opportunity to opt opt into your email list. Um, we're definitely not forcing people to opt in in order to get to our site. Um, there's a button on the screen that says you skip and continue to site. But what this welcome gate has done for our email signups over the past two weeks since it was implemented is insane. We have had over 700 people opt into our email list in the last two weeks. And we can directly attribute those signups to this welcome gate. So um, that's definitely been huge for us in growing the email list at, a, I would say, a very rapid rate. Um, another thing that we upgraded was our search function. And this was directly thanks to you, Fire Nation, because we had been receiving a lot of emails over a long period of time that, you know, people were very grateful for the search bar where they could type in a guest name and the show notes would pop up. But we we're hearing a lot of people ask us, you know, I don't remember the person's name or I wish that I could search for topics on your site. So we have a new search function on the site that will allow you to type in anything you want into the search box and hopefully net you exactly what you're looking for. So thank you guys for that feedback. That was something that we implemented for you as a result of the emails we got from you. So check that out and let us know what you think. And then the third thing that I want to talk about here, and again, I really encourage you to check out John's site critique because he dives into super, super detail. But the third thing is our sidebar. And what I love about our sidebar now is that it includes our exclusive suite of free content. <laughs> so do you like that? Yeah, that was, that was awesome. Exclusive suite of free content. I really like that. <laughs> So updating the sidebar, not only visually, of course, the visual element to our site right now is just, I think it is off the hook. Zach is so great. Um, but not only visually what what we did with the sidebar, but also what it is that we have to offer. This gives us an opportunity to, you know, put those free pieces of content, those free campaigns we have, like free podcast course and the webinar course, um, opt-in giveaways that we have, like the 11 um, habits every entrepreneur should have uh, and, and other free content that we've put together. You know, it's really great to be able to have that in the sidebar so that people don't have to go find it. Anything that you can do to not make your visitor have to do work is positive. And the sidebar is a great way for us to present our free content to our website visitors and, you know, give them the opportunity very easily to get that content. So again, we'd love to hear what you guys think about the new site. So either, you know, drop us an email or head over to the income report posts and drop us a comment. Yeah, the income report will have that link to the 33 minutes um, site critique that I did. But you can also, if you want to just go directly to that, it's eofire.com slash eof critique. So 
What I want to do now, Kate, is start to buzz down our February 2015 income breakdown. We're quickly approaching the one hour mark. And I know that, you know, Fire Nation, you're enjoying this content if you're still hearing my voice because you're still hearing my voice. But I also know that I want to wrap this up in a timely manner for you. So let's do this breakdown. Our product and service income for February 2015, $412,000. I mean, Fire Nation, you've heard me say it before. I can't talk highly enough about you creating an audience, asking that audience what they're struggling with, hearing their struggles, their pain points, creating a solution, and turning that solution into a product or a service. $412,273,000 came from that. Podcaster's Paradise was $309,000 alone. Webinar on Fire, a great month at $13,700. Our sponsorship revenue was huge at $67,917, so $67,917. Fire Nation Elite was $12,777. Total launch package, just under $3,000. Speaker's fees, I got a $10,000 speaking fee to speak at Infusion Con 2015. And I got the first half of that in February. I'll get the second half in March. So we have $5,000 in speaking fees. And we had affiliate income as well to the tune of $21,000. Bluehost being a big chunk at $52.50. Um, Life on Fire being $24.85. Coaching referrals, $3,800. Amazon just under a thousand dollars. So our total gross was four hundred and thirty-three thousand two fifty-two. Our expenses were seventy-five thousand seven thirty-eight. And again, we list all of our income and all of our expenses at eofire.com/slash income eighteen. And you can check it all out for our total net profit of three fifty-five. $719. So $355,719 was our net profit for February. So Kate, take us home with the lesson learned in February. All right. So I have two lesson learned lessons learned for February. But like John said, we want to respect your time. I'll kind of comb through these. And then I definitely encourage you to head over to eofire.com slash income and the number 18 to check them out in detail. So the first one is to set a date with yourself. And this lesson learned came as a result of me realizing it is really easy to push stuff off when you're busy creating and growing your business. But sometimes that stuff is actually so integral to your business. So in February, I tested something out. Every time I wrote down a note on a sticky about a task or a project that I wanted to accomplish at a later time, I actually scheduled a time on my calendar to make it happen. And everything that I scheduled was accomplished. Then I also was thinking that in regards to the four principles workshop that we just talked about, it's also really easy to put stuff off for any number of reasons. And in this case, when I say reasons, I'm actually talking about excuses. You're scared. You don't know how people are going to react to whatever it is that you're creating. You've never done it before. So the outcome is unknown. You're not really sure whether or not it will work or not. And maybe you're kind of hesitant because you don't want to fail. That's exactly what was happening to me with a four principles workshop. It would have been really, really easy for me to continue putting off the launch of the fire path course because I was using every single excuse that I just mentioned to not schedule that workshop. 
but I finally came to realize that all I needed to do in order to move forward was set a date. And once I set a date, once I put that on the schedule, once I put an opt-in page up, once I emailed our list, I launched the course. There's no magic, no secret sauce, no trick that I have here. If you want to make something happen, schedule it, set a date, make it real. That is what's going to get you to move forward. And then the second lesson learned was to act as if no one knows about it but you. And let me talk about this a little bit. So recently, I've noticed this recurring theme with entrepreneurs who are just getting started with offering products and services to their audience. Pretty consistently, their biggest pain point is something along the lines of, I don't know how to get people to opt into my webinar, or I've provided a ton of value, but I'm still not seeing any sales. Nobody's buying my product. Or I created a sales page, but as of right now, no one is even visiting it and people who are visiting it, you know, and nothing's really happening. So actually, I struggled with each and every one of these things too, as I started developing the Firepath course, which is why is not only something that clicked for me in February, but it's also something that I feel can be extremely valuable to you. And John, this kind of popped into my head too, while I was listening to Justin Williams on the podcast on the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, because he talked about this. He's like, I kept wondering, he was about to give up. He was about to shut down his online business because he was so frustrated that nobody was buying what he had to offer. And he said that it all turned around when he actually started telling people about it. You have to sell to your audience when you're offering something to them, whether it be a webinar, a product, a service, a membership opportunity, an ebook, anything. The best thing you can do is to just act as if no one knows about it but you. Until you put a plan together to market and share what it is that you have to offer, no one else knows about it. You know about it because you've been working on it. You've been working really, really hard on it and you've created something amazing but nobody else knows that. And until you go out there and start selling yourself, selling your product, your service, your membership site, whatever it is, no one's going to know about it. And so I thought that was really powerful that Justin shared that in that interview that, you know, as soon as he flipped that switch and thought, okay, maybe I just need to start telling people about this. That's when it all turned around for him. That's when his business took off and he had people begging him to pay him money for what he was offering. So that is the other lesson learned. And if you head over to the post, I actually have three steps for you, um, a plan that consists of three steps to be able to market and share whatever it is that you have to offer. So if you're feeling like this lesson resonates with you, I have three steps you can take to start marketing and sharing whatever it is you have to offer your audience. Wow, Kate. I love your passion. I love just how into these points that you made here at the end, these lessons learned, you are. And guess what? You're, you are because you've experienced them and you've come out the other side. Now you can look back and just be like, oh, I wish people can see and feel what I see and feel because it's so great to know the reality of these things. So Fire Nation, follow these steps hear Kate's passion, see that she's been through it, that I've been through it, that Entrepreneur on Fire guests have been through it, and make it happen. So 
Kate, I've given you another couple seconds to breathe again, so <laughs> I'm going to do a final pass off to you to really close this down. I am going to thank you, first and foremost, Fire Nation, for putting up with, with me and my poor strained vocal cords. I promise I'll be coming back at you 100% as soon as vocal cord possible, but thank you for bearing with me. I hope you got some value from here today, and Kate, take us home. Thank you, Fire Nation, so much for hanging out with us for now what is over an hour of an income report. (laughs) We really enjoy hanging out with you, and we hope that the lessons learned, the failures, the successes that we share here in the income report and the podcast are helpful for you and your business, because that's the whole point. We're not doing this so that John and I can talk about the money that we made or the failures that we had. Um, we're, we're doing it so that we can share it with you so that you can take action, put this stuff to work for you in your business and see what happens on the other side. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And we hope that you're enjoying the Fire Nation feature. We would love to hear from you about that as well. This is only the second month now that we've done it. We just started it in January. So February's income report is only the second time that we've had a Fire Nation feature. So we'd love to hear from you on what you think about that. Um, shoot us an email. I'm Kate at entrepreneuronfire.com. Or again, you can head over to the post and check that out. Drop to the comment section and give us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Ignite. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.